Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Friday edition of the program. We've made it quickly to the end of the week after a shortened week because of the holiday on Tuesday. But glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. A lot to get to today to close out the week. Also, the NBA Summer League in Vegas. It officially begins today. So if you've been missing basketball There's been some summer league opportunities over the last week or so, but it really gets hot and heavy now. I think 70-something games between now and July 14th. So ESPN, the NBA uh, TV station, uh, NBA Network, I guess it's called, uh, will be filled with games, afternoons and evenings coming up. If Summer League Basketball does it for you, uh, you'll get a chance to see a lot of games coming up, including Jalen hood Chafino, and we think Trace Jackson Davis will make his debut after missing some of the early Summer League stuff for the Golden State Warriors. So a lot of basketball on tap. I'll tell you what. A lot of buzz yesterday for the middle of the week for Calbert Chaney uh, and his kind of introductory press conference in Bloomington. Uh, People are thrilled to have him back. Fans are thrilled to have him back on the sideline in the cream and crimson. We got to hear yesterday from him some of his thoughts about this team. And you could just tell he is here not just because it's his alma mater, but he is here because of Mike Woodson, the head coach. And so a good connection there. It's awesome to see guys return. And Calbert Chaney, I can only imagine the advice, the tutelage, the on-the-court development assistance that he will be able to offer uh, this team and IU players moving forward. And, you know, as you look on in recruiting, a guy like Calbert can help with that. He uh, obviously has been in the NBA and worked with a lot of players, specifically player development. That's just another selling point for recruits that IU is trying to get to commit and come to Bloomington. So I saw nothing but love yesterday on social media, which isn't always the case, uh, but for Calbert Chaney. I think people appreciated what he had to say and are thrilled that he is back. So uh, interesting to see him back in Bloomington on the IU staff, and it uh, will be fun to kind of see how that all plays out in the forthcoming years. Let's take a look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, as always, we've got news, notes, headlines as we send you into the weekend. Also, later today, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will join us for a chat on IU basketball and more here in the offseason. And then later in the show, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star, he'll check in 
busy time. I used coaches on the road yesterday. I think they were at three different tournaments yesterday, uh, and the opportunity probably to be at a fourth maybe today or this weekend. Uh, so they are hitting it hard, as is every Division One staff. All the head coaches are at the Peach Jam. Uh, people are everywhere. The assistants watching some of these top players. Uh, the EYBL saw some of that footage yesterday. What an awesome environment for summer basketball. If, if you want to include fans and you talk about an environment to play in in the summer, the way that uh, facility is set up where the coaches kind of uh, line the court, and you've got people overhanging looking over the two main courts. I think it's the two main courts with that walking track around it. But if there is such a thing as environment in AAU or grassroots or or travel basketball, the Peach Jam has got it. It really, uh, that local community, that area, I know people that make a summer of it. That's where they go uh, and really enjoy themselves. But uh, the Peach Jam is rolling. Mike Woodson and the staff have been there. They've been watching a lot of guys. We'll talk with Kyle Neddenriff about that and also how some of the in-state guys are performing. Don't forget Flory Badunga of Kokomo. He is over at the Adidas Three Stripes Championships and so you can bet Indiana has already been there to check in on him as well. So that's our lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Love to hear from you. Perfect day to get your questions, comments, topics, whatever it is you want to sound off on, you can send them in. 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and don't forget the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. All right, let's get into some headlines today. First and foremost, I saw last night the Golden State Warriors made it official. Trace Jackson Davis has officially signed with Golden State. I think it's a great opportunity, a great situation for him. Two years guaranteed, a four-year contract and Golden State uh, really making quick work with Trace getting him signed and officially in the fold. Uh, No financial details, at least that I have seen published anywhere yet, on TJD. But one thing, this came up yesterday. I meant to mention, I intended to mention this, and one of our guests yesterday, Alex Bozich, brought it up on the show. A really interesting connection between Trace, his agent, and the Warriors His agent is the brother of Mike Dunleavy, who is the GM of the Warriors. So kind of an odd connection there. Your agent uh, is family members, very close family members, with the hierarchy, the leadership of the franchise. So maybe that helped Trace get his deal done quicker. You've got to believe there was some communication there between the brothers that that, uh, Golden State uh, had probably made it known to Trace that they really wanted him. So uh, interesting to see how it's all worked out. But it just 
has the perception, the feel of it, that Trace is in a good position, in a place that really wants him, given the connection between the brothers, the agent and the GM, and given how quickly that they worked a deal, a four-year deal with Trace Jackson Davis. Just seems like he's entering a really good situation there. Also, Vegas Summer League for the NBA begins today. NBA TV, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, uh, I think games are available on all of those networks, and then games also available on the ESPN and NBA app. 76 games in total starting to j- today through July 14th, and after four, I guess you call regular season games, are completed by each team in the league, the top four will advance to the playoff. The playoff is a semifinal on July 16th, a championship game on July 17th. Teams that don't advance to the playoff will have a consolation game on either July 15th or 16th. Keep in mind for fans, it's fun to be there, fun to watch if you're following TJD and Hood Shafino, but really this is an opportunity for the franchises to see these first and second year players in different situations, to toy with different lineups. I mean, keep in mind, Jalen hood Shafino, for example, his role with the Lakers, with Summer League, first and second year guys, and some others that they've added on to fill out the roster, totally different than what it's going to be for him year one, two, three, maybe even four for the Lakers. So uh, this is an opportunity for these guys, the franchise, the front office, to really see what guys can do. And then for the fans, it's more of a spectacle and something to help fill uh, some of the void of the basketball season. But Hood Shafino, his team's first game, 11 o'clock tonight, Eastern time. Uh, you can catch uh, uh, Hood Shafino. And guess who they play? Golden State. Will Trace Jackson Davis, who there was a rumor he might play, make his debut in the last game of the California Classic, uh, the little quick league or tournament, whatever you want to call it, to begin the summer league that only some of the teams play in. He did not do that, but the thought is he is going to play in Vegas. Is that tonight? Is that later in the week? Who knows? But tonight, potentially, you can see Huchifino against Trace Jackson Davis, the the Golden State Warriors against the Los Angeles Lakers. That would be fun. Uh, then Trace, uh, they I think both Hood Shafino and Trace both have a game on Sunday, Wednesday, and uh, then Trace has a game next Thursday, Hood Shafino a game next Friday, and then after that it'll be the playoffs. Don't forget Race Thompson as well. He'll make his debut with the New York Knicks Summer League. And you tell you what, Hood Shafino and Trace Jackson Davis, you, know, you feel sure they're going to be in the NBA next season. Uh, Race Thompson, this summer league for IU guys probably is bigger for him than anyone else as far as is he going to get a chance to be a professional basketball player in the league. And the Knicks will open up against Philadelphia 5 p.m. on Saturday. So that is when we expect to see Race Thompson make his debut for the Knicks. Huchifino, Trace Jackson Davis, I think they'll get lots of time Lots of opportunities. Again, that's pending Trace uh, in his health situation. But uh, Race Thompson, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where he stacks up. Even on the summer league roster for the Knicks, he's going to get some run. I think it's just a matter of what his role is and how much he receives. So summer league hoops in Vegas takes over today. We talk a lot about the recruiting opportunities for IU coaches, Division One coaches right now. We talk about the Peach Jam, the environment, how fun it is. Vegas, I understand, during the summer league with all the other basketball things going on out there right now is absolutely a blast. If you're a basketball fan, it would be an outstanding time to be in the Sin City. But uh, it will take a notch up today, that's for sure, when the NBA Summer League gets underway 
in Las Vegas. Also in South Carolina, Rock Hill, South Carolina, where the Adidas Three Stripes Championships are taking place. Uh, just looking at some of the reports out there, a lot of media talking with some of the various recruits that IU is interested in. One of the guys playing really well at the Adidas event is four-star guard Travis Perry in the class of 2024. He's from small, small Lyon County, Kentucky. Boy, they've produced some good players over the years uh, for a small school, a small community. But Perry getting interest from Indiana, from Kentucky. Obviously, he's right there in wildcat country in the state of Kentucky. Uh, He thinks he's going to announce a top group of schools and maybe some senior year official visits that he's going to schedule in the coming weeks. But he mentioned Cincinnati, Purdue, Ole Miss, and Indiana as schools that he uh, wants to visit. So that is interesting to see. Also, Flory Badunga, kind of waiting to see what happens with him. There were rumors that when the July stuff ends, uh, right before school begins in Kokomo, he might be ready to make a decision. But he told our friend Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier yesterday that he is still in contact with Indiana, spoke highly of the staff, but he said if he has time, he would take another visit to Indiana. So, We'll see. He wants to announce a decision before school begins at Kokomo High School. I believe August 2nd is the first day of school in Kokomo. So it's going to happen quick. Kansas, Michigan, Auburn, some of the head coaches watching Indiana, or watching, I should say, Flory Badunga on Thursday. Uh, Duke also thought to be a main contender. Um, And is Indiana still a front-runner for him? Is Indiana still majorly in the picture? I don't get a good feel for the Hoosiers right now when it comes to Flory Badunga, given the late uh, surge by Duke. And just, it's you can read between the lines sometimes, these quotes that players make talking about different schools. He seemed to be pretty set on another visit to Indiana before his decision, and it just didn't sound like it's, He's confident that's going to happen uh, when he was interviewed yesterday. Also, speaking of the NBA and former IU guys, I know we brought up Romeo Langford of New Albany a lot, an unrestricted free agent right now for the San Antonio Spurs. What is next for him? Is he going to get another opportunity in the NBA? Rick Bozich of WDRB had a uh, interesting story on Langford, and basically the gist of the story was, here are all the former IU guys, here are the deals that they have recently signed in the last week or so, and for Langford, who's been at the top of his class, I mean, going all the way back to elementary school, really, this is the first time this offseason he is really going to have to go through a tryout to really make a team. He does not have anything secure or anything lined up this at this point. So definitely a different position for Romeo, but I know that myself – and our connection with him over the years and a lot of people that followed him at high school and in college and beyond, really hopeful that Romeo gets another opportunity in the NBA. He went from Boston, which seemed like a good fit as far as development and success, to San Antonio, which may have opened the door, you thought, for more playing time given their dismal record when he arrived, and it never really materialized that way. He's been injury-prone. I think a lot of that has been a major setback for him uh, over his time in Boston and a little bit in San Antonio. But we'll see what the future is for Romeo Langford and uh, see how things shake out for him this summer. We should know, I think, in coming weeks if somebody's going to pick him up as an unrestricted free agent or will he just simply go through a training camp with the Spurs or other teams that might invite him for that opportunity. We will see. A couple Little League baseball notes. Last night, the 10U minor division wrapped up in baseball. 
out at New Albany Little League. Silver Creek a winner, 14-5 to in the championship game over New Albany. Silver Creek in the 10-year-0 division will now play in the state tournament, which is scheduled to begin July 20th in Brownsburg, Indiana. So HYR wins the 12s. That's the main division. Minor league and tens has always been kind of second because that's the maybe the future 12s a year or two from now. Uh, so Silver Creek will represent tens. And in the 11 year old division, that's kind of the middle division that catches some players both ways. It looks like Highlander Youth Recreation is going to take on New Albany tonight in the championship game after beating New Albany 5-4 to four last night in a walk-off situation. So it'll be HYR and New Albany in the District 5 11-year-old tournament championship game tonight at New Albany. So Little League baseball and softball continues. A lot of the divisions have crowned championships. There are a few more in 11-year-old baseball and a couple softball, I believe, that still need to do so. That's a look at our headlines for this Friday edition of the program. Let's go to the Thornton's text line. Texter says, hopefully race can make it with the Knicks, but if not, a European Hobbs-like career seems more viable. And, of course, the texter is referring to Braden Hobbs of New Albany, who is still overseas. He's had an outstanding time, especially in the country of Germany. I think he might be switching teams or moving maybe to another country next season as he gets fairly late in his professional career. But I can see race uh, having success in the European world of basketball. It's a different environment, but there are some competitive leagues. There's some good tax-free money to be made over in Europe. So let's see if Trace can, excuse me, race can hang on in the NBA or if he ultimately does wind up in European basketball somewhere coming up. That's our headlines. That's our opening segment. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. After this, you're listening to a Friday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Excited for that as well. I tell you what, I mentioned this earlier, and I talked some with Alex yesterday. People really are enthused about the return of Calvert Chaney. And he's, you know, as a kid growing up, he was the guy when it came to IU basketball standout. So to see him back in a role that seems to really fit him well and really complement an already solid coaching staff that has made their mark in the recruiting world uh, and helping develop players on the current roster, just a lot of smiles, a lot of feel goods about Calvert back in Bloomington. Yeah, you know, I'm obviously, I was too young to ever really see him play. And so there was this thing that I did over at Assembly Call when I interned for them in like the COVID summer was like they would go back and rewatch these old games uh, and like do little recaps of them. And one of them was like some tournament games when Chaney was playing. So I got to see like some full games of him. And it was pretty crazy to go back and watch him and just how good he was. Um, So, you know, that was a lot of fun to be able to kind of catch up and learn about him and who he was as a player. Um, obviously, I knew he was here before, but for him to come back, you know, I think it says a lot about what the, where the program's at right now. Obviously, he gave an answer yesterday about, you know, why did you want to come back now? And he said it was about, you know, Mike Woodson and what he's building. And, you know, when you bring in Cheney, you're bringing in another guy who knows what it's like to play here. So, you know, you got Woodson on staff, you got Jordan Holes, you got Calvert Cheney, you got three guys who succeeded a lot here and knows what it's like to play in Bloomington. So, um, that's always great, and, and to bring him back, and he's also got some NBA experience too now under his 
you know, he spent some time in the NBA. So that, now you got more guys on staff that have kind of connections to the pros. So everything's just really going well for IU right now. I feel like the coaching staff has rounded out really, really nicely. Um, they got a lot of people in place that can help these guys grow and develop and help them make connections for whatever they want to do next. So um, it, it's, it's, it's really good right now. It's really positive. The vibes are all really good. And, you know, obviously I think most people are excited about how Cheney said he saw some flashes of the 2013 team when he's watched, you know, this current team practice a couple of times. So that, that's got everybody pretty excited. You know, I think we all had reasons to be excited for, for the season coming up. But to add Cheney in, you know, one of the greatest, if not the best player in IU history, you know, I think he's still the all, Big Ten all-time scoring leader. So, um, you know, he's got a lot of a lot of awesomeness with the fan base that they like. So for him to come out here and compliment the program in that way and, and allude to some references to 2013, which is obviously a lot of one of the more fun teams the IU's had in the past 20 years, um, that, that's a great sign. So everything's been exciting for him, and uh, I think everybody loved to hear what he had to say yesterday about the program and just give everybody more reason to be excited more than they already were for this upcoming year. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, my guest. Now summer league basketball ramps up in Vegas. I know some people, some listeners, they, they love hearing about anything basketball. They love watching basketball, anything, uh, anything including Indiana players specifically. But others, it's not the same as the regular season. It's different. Uh, will you be watching Vegas basketball from the NBA Summer League? I will, just because there's a lot of interesting players. You know, obviously Victor Wembanyama makes his debut tonight, so everyone's really, really anxious to see what he's going to look like. And, you know, he's not going to be playing against all the NBA's top talent here in the Summer League. But, you know, it's, I think it's just a chance to watch this guy on TV because there's been so much hype around him. So I think people are excited to see what he's got He's got to offer. Um, I've been keeping track of what Jalen Hochefino's been doing. Um, they've had two games already, I think, because they did some, some California classic thing in the summer league. So he's had two games. I think he scored, you know, high teens in, in the 20s uh, both times. So, so he, he's had some good scoring outputs. Um, not shooting the three ball as well as, as maybe he would like to, but from everything that I've seen um, from the clips of him playing, he, he looks like he's taking the ball strong to the hole. He's, he's still passing really well. Um, his long distance shooting isn't quite there, like like I said. But you know, I think Lakers fans are, should be probably excited about what he could have to offer. We haven't seen Trace yet. You know, hopefully we see him tonight because the Warriors are playing the Lakers, so we could see Jalen versus Trace tonight. Uh, if Trace is able to go, I think he's got a quad injury right now, so he missed the first two games. But you know, he's had some good news come out this week too. You know, signing that four year deal with the Warriors, and then the first two are guaranteed. So that just kind of goes to show you again how much the Warriors think he could be valuable. You know, they're not – it seems like Trace isn't going to spend time in the G League a whole lot. It seems like he's really going to be on that roster. And, and, you know, whether or not he plays a whole lot, we'll see. But I think they're going to really want to try to use him this regular season. So that's exciting news for him to get that deal and have two years already guaranteed in the NBA. So that's exciting for, for both those guys. And hopefully he can play tonight because then we'll see Jalen versus Trace. And I'm sure a lot of you fans would be interested to tune into that. It uh, should be on ESPN too, so I'm sure everybody can watch it as well. Yeah, no question. A lot of talk about Trace and Jalen, that's for sure. What about Race Thompson? Can he use this opportunity to maybe find a way into the NBA with the Knicks or another team perhaps that might uh, set their eyes on him in Vegas? Or do you feel that his professional basketball may happen somewhere else, maybe overseas? If I had to bet on it, I would probably say he, he's more likely to go overseas. But, you know, you never know what this opportunity could present. You know, it, it was awesome news that he got picked up to, to play on the Knicks roster this summer 
Um, and, you know, he, whatever he can do to make the most out of it could be pretty exciting. You know, if, if he can really show that, you know, he can knock down the three-point shot consistently, because we know he's a good defender, you know, so he could be a solid defender in the NBA, I think. But if he can show that his, his shot is consistent, um, you never know. I think some teams would be interested to take a flyer on him and, and see what, what they could do. So whether that's, whether that's the Knicks liking what they see from him in these couple games and over the summer, or like you said, if it's another team who, who saw it, Maybe they played against them. Maybe they just were looking around. So you know, this is a really good opportunity for him to potentially find himself onto an NBA roster. Maybe he has to spend some time in the G League. Maybe he can he can suit up for a couple times. So it's a really op- exciting opportunity for for race because I think we all we all know Jalen probably specifically will play somewhat for the Lakers. We we think Trace is going to have some opportunities there. We don't really know if Race is going to get anything. So for him to be on a, a team already this summer, uh, that's great news for him. Um, and hopefully he can make the most of it because he could definitely, if he plays well and then shows some things, he could definitely make his way onto a, onto a roster in some capacity. So uh, pull him for all three of those guys. Hopefully they they have some good showings. Um, but if not, I'm sure Race can definitely land something overseas, internationally somewhere, and, and have a pretty solid career for a couple years. Already a couple guys who've recently graduated that are doing stuff like that right now, like Al Durham. I think he's doing pretty well overseas right now. So. I think that's always a path for race to go, but hopefully he can make the most of what he's got this summer. Dylan Wallace, sports editor, Seymour Tribune, my guest, talking hoops, as you would expect, to begin our segment. Also, we need to talk about the grassroots level because the IU coaches, they were everywhere yesterday watching a lot of the prospects that you write about and I talk about very often down in South Carolina and Georgia, that region. There's all sorts of big-name players there, and IU is spread out across the area taking in a number of games. Yeah, it seemed like they were heavily looking at Travis Perry recently. Um, you know, he was he was playing, uh, I think, just yesterday. Um, you know, he's a 2024 guy. You know, I, I was disappointed to kind of see, it looks like the, the, the kind of fire, the flame is fading a little bit on Flory Badunga. It seems like, you know, he wants to decide pretty soon here, and it, it seems like Indiana... Hasn't, hasn't been fully going after him, and they might be out of it already. But So that's a little disappointing just because he's a big in-state prospect. Um, and there's a couple other guys. DJ Edgecombe, too, is another guy they've been looking at. So they've definitely been spreading out a lot, uh, especially going after a lot of these 2024 guys. You know, this, is a, this is a big class for IU um, because they're, this, they're, this is the class they're looking at a lot of top-end talent, a lot of, a lot of highly-ranked guys, um, a lot of guys who have been coming on visits. So, you know, this is a great time for their coaching staff to get out there. And, and like you said, we, we've seen them kind of spread out all, all around. Um, so it's, it's been really positive so far. And, you know, hopefully they're able to, to bring some of, these, some of these guys in because, you know, they're not the only coaches that are out there right now watching these guys as coaches from all the best teams around the country that are around here. So uh, this is a big time for, for the recruiting cycle. Um, you know, this July month is, is big. So um, I like some of the guys that they're looking at right now, these 2024 players. Hopefully we start to hear some news soon. Um, just because you like to to have some of those guys locked down uh, before their season, senior year starts and all that kind of good stuff. So definitely going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks here to really follow this and see what guys are going to watch more than others. You know, who who are they really strongly going after? Um, so I'm excited to kind of follow it. But yeah, it's definitely been a pretty busy week for them, and um, you know we're, we're probably going to continue to see stuff over this weekend as well. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. With me, you know, it's the off season for high school sports, which I'm sure, with your duties uh, with the Seymour paper, have slowed you down just a bit. But high school football, Dylan, it will be here before you know it. It's just a handful of weeks away. 
I know it's crazy. Uh, one of my coaches sent me this week like a schedule. They're doing some seven on sevens uh, next weekend, I think. And then it's like you know, there's a couple scrimmages at the end of or at the beginning of kind of the the August month too. So it, it feels like it's right around the corner. It doesn't, and I'm not. I don't know if I'm ready for it. I've, I've been kind of enjoyed this nice break. Uh, it's been a, it's been pretty chill for me here, and just being able to relax a little bit, not having to go cover a whole lot of stuff, but. You know, before I know it, it's going to be Friday nights under the lights. And uh, the, but I love that time of year. It's really fun going out to cover those games. And um, just every Friday night, you know, you're going to be at a football game, and it's always a, a lot of fun. But yeah, I'm going to have to start preparing for that pretty soon because you know a lot of teams are going to have some scrimmages here in early August. You know, they're going to be able to start official practice right in that right in that first week here in a, in a couple weeks. So um, I'm really excited to get into it. You know, both my teams. You know, Seymour had a really good year last year, winning the winning their share of the conference the first time since 2001, so, you know, that's a big deal for them, and, you know, they're a little bit of Harvard, harder sectional now, going over to playing in with Bloomington North and South, and I think Columbus North or East is one of them, too, so, um, tough sectional, but, yeah, this conference should be competitive again, I imagine, like it always is, so definitely, definitely excited to kind of follow what the Hoosier Hills will look like this year, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it, because, you know, after you kind of, once you finish football season, you jump right into basketball, um, so, you know, you, you kind of don't miss it. But, you know, once you get into the spring and the summer, especially when the sports die down, I just can't wait for football, not just high school, but NFL and college. I'm, I'm excited to see it on the TV again. You know, right now I'm watching Wimbledon. I'm a big tennis guy. I like watching tennis. But, you know, once this ends, like I, I'm not a big baseball guy, so I just can't wait for football to get going because uh, I've just been missing a lot of the sports on the TV at night. So I'm, I'm looking forward to all levels of football starting back up here pretty soon. All right. You know, the other thing, once football gets here, Boy, you get heavy into fall sports, and yeah. then before you know it, it's basketball season. So it's a chain reaction. We go from slow time, maybe a little bored for diehard sports fans, to uh, everything happening within just a matter of months, it seems. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I love it. I love when the, the basketball starts up and it crosses over with football, the beginning of that basketball season and, and toward the, the back half of the football year. So. That way you got you got a bunch of stuff on the TV ready to go. So that's that's always fun. You know, high school doesn't really cross over that much, but um, I'm excited for for all of it. Um, just because it's it's it feels like it's been too long without having a lot of sports on TV. Uh, I can't even remember when the I think the last big thing was. You know, I don't even know what it was. But I think the college baseball World Series ended not too long ago. But other than that, like it's been it's been pretty dry on on the TVs with live sports. So I'm uh, I'm excited to get it all back and, and start prepping for everything and, and figuring out. You know, what are the teams and, and players to look out in, in the county and in the conferences that, that you and I both follow pretty closely. So um, it should be a fun time of year. And, you know, once once we start with, with football, we'll start to hear a lot of the basketball preseason talk. And for IU fans, it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we'll, I'm sure these a lot of they have a, they're holding on conference schedules out so people can start planning on what games they want to go see and all that. You know, I'm sure we'll, we'll figure out the Big Ten dates here pretty shortly. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get the full schedule coming out soon. Um, so I'm excited for all of it. Can't wait. And, uh, yeah, I need, and the weather starts turning cooler, too. So I, it's my favorite time of year. So I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. All right, that's going to wrap up our chat with Dylan. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next Friday. Yeah, thanks. You too. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, always kind enough to give us some of his time on Fridays here on the show. We'll head to a break. Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star is next. Recruiting is wild right now. So many events going on, coaches everywhere. What is the latest with Flory Bedunga? Is Indiana out of the picture for the 
big-time in-state 2024 player. We'll talk uh, him and some other big performances recently from some in-state targets of the Hoosier. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back. Final segment of the week. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star going to join us. The Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. All right, uh, Kyle, great to have you with us. We've got to get right to Flory Badunga. Everybody wants to know, is Indiana still in the mix for the 2024 uh, in-state star at Kokomo? He has said he's going to make a decision maybe before school starts back, which is August 2 at Kokomo. But I don't know that Indiana has the traction maybe that they had earlier. Yeah, I, the last I talked to him, the plan was to uh, for him to uh, make his announcement commitment probably the week of the, uh, yeah, like you said, August 2nd. So probably the week leading up to, uh, if not the week of. So right in that time frame, obviously we're in July now, so we're coming down to the, kind of down to the wire here and, and I think as you know talking to him and, and you know the, the whole Duke um, presence is uh, you know become a, a pretty big deal I think for him and his recruitment and, and you know they've been at out at his games I know in, in July and they they came up here uh, for the top 100 and you know the, the Charlie Hughes and things like that so Obviously, um, you know they're they're a big part of this now, and I, I would probably agree to his elbow. You know, he did talk about maybe trying to get the IU once more. I don't know where that stands, or, or you know what's what's happening there as far as that goes. But, but yeah, I, I think Duke has definitely um, you know become a big part of this thing, and you know you never want to say anything's over until it's over. But uh, but yeah, I'd say they've become a bigger part of this recruitment in the last few weeks for sure talking with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. You know, a lot of in-state guys playing in front of college coaches the last couple days and through the weekend in this first of three evaluation periods. It's almost hard to keep up with everybody. Big events down at the Peach Jam, the Adidas event, also the uh, Under Armour event in Georgia as well. Trent Sicily, Jalen Harrelson, some of the guys that we talk about on a regular basis, where are they at this weekend? They're down there uh, in that area. Uh, I think most of the, you know, they kind of congregate in that in that uh, Peach Jam area, and uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly what city they're in for sure, but uh, but yeah, they're down. Honestly, I've been show, I've shut down this week with the moratorium going on, so I, you know, the uh, I haven't paid a heck of a lot of attention to the ins and outs daily on Twitter and whatnot. So I'm sort of sorry. I'm sort of <laughs> trying to decompress uh, this week to a certain extent and just not. Uh, uh, pay a whole lot of attention uh, to what's going on. So uh, probably not the best answer to have on your radio show, but that's the reality <laughs> of my uh, situation right now. <laughs> I totally understand. It sounds like you're at the park with your uh, family dog, perhaps, getting in a walk. So 
Uh, sorry to I just did, Nate. Once I take him for walks, some for, for some reason he gets very uh, uh, fired up when I bring him home. For some reason, it's supposed to be the opposite of that. So I don't know. I'm not sure why that is. I understand. Kyle Nedrip of the Indianapolis Star with us. Kyle, you know this is a busy period and really a busy month for college coaches. Everybody seems tracks every move of the IU coaching staff and where they're at in this new world of a transfer portal. And I know you and I have gotten into this some, but in this new world where the portal and transfers are so common and such a big part of roster construction, is this month is the uh, opportunity for coaches to get out and watch the top-tier high school guys. Is it still as important as what it used to be? I don't think so. I mean, to, to be honest with you, it's important for the kids, I think, and it's important to uh, for, for uh, you know, I talked to some coaches at the Charlie Hughes who – you know, even at the mid-major level, it's like, you know, they're, hey, who should I keep my eye on or, or who should I put eyes on? You know, that, that's maybe a better way to put it is, you know, who should I get a first look at? And a lot of times I think those coaches can see, um, you know, right away, like, all right, who, who does this kid maybe fit? Um, not necessarily a style, but can he play at our level, you know? And I think, you know, not necessarily one evaluation is going to determine that, but, you know, you can put eyes on a kid and maybe get a sense of who he is and, and what he does well is his wingspan or whatever you're looking for, shooting, um, you know, athleticism. You know, a lot of times there's a, a kid named Evan Haywood uh, who plays for Burbuff, uh, who, you know, a couple weeks ago at the Charlie Hughes really uh, stood out, you know, played really well, uh, shot the ball tremendously well, and all of a sudden he's got, a, you know, 20 mid-major coaches watching him probably for the first time. So, you know, so I think from that standpoint, it's still important. I don't think from a, you know, from a uh, recruiting the high school players anymore, it's, it's as, big, as big a deal as it used to be. And you don't see the, you know, the early offers we used to see come out of July uh, was pretty crazy, you know, and, and that, we don't see that as much uh, now uh, just because it's, it's not necessarily, there's no point uh, to it really. So, you know, I think that's changed uh, fairly tr- dramatically here in the last few years. But, uh, you know, obviously it's still important because coaches need to see players and start developing relationships. And they maybe coming out of an evaluation period, uh, they're, they're going to know who they want to contact now uh, or who they don't want to. You know, and sometimes that changes too. That's something we don't talk about as much. But but I think that's uh, – it, it has definitely changed. It's It's been a – situation where you know that portal has changed a lot for high school recruiting and and i think that's part of it but i do i do think like i said that getting eyes on players is still very valuable uh probably uh maybe the most valuable part of this uh this month and 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 june too because now you know with those two weekends in june open that's part of it as well kyle nedrip the indianapolis star with us kyle as always thanks for the chat we'll let you get back to your uh, hopefully vacation week and uh, catch up with you again next Friday. Will do. Thanks, Matt. All right. Kyle Nedrip with us here on this Friday edition of the program with a quick chat. Somebody just sent me a video. I think it's from just now down at the Peach Jam. Keep in mind it's uh, 1150 in the morning and uh, the gym is full and it looks like the clip that they have sent me was the last second shot uh, and LeBron James is coaching one of the teams down at the uh, Peach Jam, the EYBL Finals, and he's going nuts about a call that he doesn't like or maybe a last-second shot that he thinks shouldn't count. I don't have all the context here to what I'm watching, but that just kind of underscores what I was talking about with the Peach Jam. 
you want to talk about an environment. I mean, there are people everywhere in this gymnasium hanging over the balcony, packed in the lower levels, and there aren't a ton of seating, uh, but decent seating there compared to some of the situations you see uh, for travel basketball and AAU stuff. And, of course, you've got a certain section for college coaches. They're kind of pinned into their own area so they don't get bothered. They don't have to mingle or worry about running into a parent of a prospect and those things. But, I mean, this place is absolutely jam-packed and uh, just a high level of basketball. So uh, it's it's on my list as far as something in the summer I haven't seen in person that I'd like to see. But you get all the, the big characters as well. LeBron James has been there with his son on the sideline before, and now it looks like he is actually coaching a team, uh, at least helping coach a team, uh, and right out there in the middle of the floor arguing a call. So uh, pretty neat stuff. That's going to wrap things up for this Friday edition of the program. If you missed the live show, you could always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report, and you'll find us there. We'll be back with you next week, uh, 11 a.m. on weekdays, complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Had another text. Matt, what is the latest with the New Albany basketball coaching job? I don't have a real detailed answer, but I do believe they are really close to making an announcement. There have been a lot of rumors recently, but it sounds like a coach maybe from Indianapolis could be coming down to New Albany. I think some of the final things are attempting to be worked through uh, as we speak. So we'll see how that plays out and perhaps if New Albany is prepared uh, at the next school board meeting to make some sort of vote or final announcement on that decision. But definitely will be interesting to see who the Bulldogs land up uh, for the second time this summer after the retirement of Jim Shannon at the conclusion of last season. And then, of course, Craig Teagle down from northern Indiana. That one did not last long. He is already back there and has accepted the Bluffton job. So we'll see who is next for New Albany. Thanks for being with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Mm-hmm.